eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. and Odyssey Insider Cody Decker. Well, we've uh, finally finished May and we slide into June as baseball starts to get into the summertime. Welcome in to another episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr., Cody Decker. Cody, what's my, going on, man? How, how you doing, man? My goodness, that opening. Just everything you just said. <laughs> it was pure gold. You must work in radio, sir. You got, dabble a little bit. you got the pipes a little bit. You got the tone. You got the charisma. Let's do a show about baseball. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, you can follow my, myself at Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, you can follow Cody at Decker6 and, and, anti, and at Antihero Baseball. Uh, and you can now follow the show on Twitter as well. Follow us at RDC underscore BTB. That's Big Time Baseball. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Big Time Baseball on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Cody, uh, we're starting to get into the point of the year where y- you can kind of cement where people are going to be and where this is headed. I think it's around mid-June, end of June, that you can start making those decisions. So we get into to June, and listen, before – we get into these power rankings that we're about to get into. Um, I want to be the first to say that I think uh, power rankings are worthless. However, for a podcast, they are a terrific piece of uh, of kind of information to get out there. So I've put together my five. You've put together your five. How you want to go? You want to go first? I want you go first, but I agree with you right out the gate when you said that they are kind of useless at this point of the season. Yes, they are, but you got to understand, like any good movie, you need a good MacGuffin, and this is our MacGuffin. <laughs> no We're doubt. Straight into the power ranking MacGuffin, and I really, really like my teams. I really feel good about my decision making, and some of it might be a little controversial. Mm, nah, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all. I'll go with number five first. Uh, that's the Los Angeles Dodgers for me. This is a team that um, I think for the most part has been between one and five all season long. And uh, they've dealt with some injury. They've added, they've made an addition with Albert Pujols, who seems to be working out all right for them so far. Uh, but they are um, a little bit behind the pack a little bit. I think because of the injuries um, that puts them at five as they get healthy 
and, and they're starting to, uh, we could be looking at a, a much different scenario. Now, you want to want me to rattle off my all my five, or you want me to go? We go yeah. five, five, four, four. Well, we go. We'll go five, five, four, four. I'm going to go with my end, and I was between a couple of teams for number five, and I never thought at any point my number five would even make the top five at any point at all. But I'm really, really, really excited to say that the Chicago Cubs have cracked my top five. I okay. know this might be a short-term deal. I'm well aware of that, but their bullpen has been through the roof good. I mean, they went over 35 innings of scoreless pitched baseball, which is a Cubs record, by the way. And then yeah. after that, I mean, you got to hand it to David Ross. He's really put something together with this club. You can tell that they're just gelling quite well. The bats are swinging as good as any team in baseball. But here's the thing. Can they stay healthy? That is the big question mark over there in Chicago. Can this team remain healthy? I don't know. I really yeah. don't. And I can't assume I have to assume that the Cardinals are going to start picking things back up. But right now, the Chicago Cubs are one of the most exciting teams in baseball to watch. It's June 1st. Let's see what we're going to be at June 30. Listen, I, I agree. I just got a dose of the Cubs uh yesterday as they played the Padres and uh they put on a hit. I think they had five straight five straight home runs in five straight innings. It was mm -hmm. it was it was it was pretty remarkable. And you're right. They got the second best bullpen right behind the Padres, and they they have found arms that are working, and some young arms that have stopped in there. And then obviously, you got your big dogs in in Baez and and Bryant and and Rizzo, who's hurt right now. Uh, those they 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 have the makings of being a team that can be here at the end. We'll just have to see uh, if they can sustain uh, the way they've been going. All right, at number four. Uh, you picked the, the Cubs at five. I'm going to take the White Sox at four. Uh, despite all of the controversy that has surrounded this team in terms of their manager, they just keep going out and, and whooping teams' tails. And uh, they've got a good mix of, of vets and young guys, and they got some good pitching. And their bullpen has been great. Um, this team is for real out of the Central, and um, they may be they may be the one that, um, can run away with this division when it's all said and done. Uh, the fact that they haven't run away with it yet is actually almost mind-boggling to me. This team yeah. is going to win no matter who is at the helm. I've actually said this on Twitter the other day. Somebody just said, what do you think they'll do? You think they're going to keep winning with La Russa? Of course they are. If you hired a literal ham sandwich and say, manage this team, <laughs> this team will win nearly 100 games. That's how good this team is. Young, dynamic, and ladies and gentlemen, Lucas Giolito is back to Lucas Giolito yeah. form. This team is not going to be losing very many games. And by the way... They should be moved up because they are also my number four, the Chicago White Sox. But I almost put them at number three just because of those sweet South Side jerseys. Oh my god! Oh, those are those are fire, oh man! Oh my I, god! I love why, them. I, love I, I can't, listen. I've been I've been talking about this with my my radio partner Jesse Agler. Why uh, did they lead with the 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 Boston Red Sox uh, city jerseys? I think that kind of that kind of threw everybody for a loop. If they would have led with uh, the White Sox or, or some of these other jerseys that have come out as of late, I think the reaction would have been a little bit better for uh, the Red Sox uh, Boston Marathon colors because yeah, they look like they look like was, UCLA Bruins, kind of. They definitely look like UCLA <laughs> Bruins, which is probably why I dug them because, you know, former <laughs> Bruin, no big deal. Good four years there. Check the record books. I put up numbers, baby. But hey, hey real quick, it's not that I didn't dig them because I did dig them, but. It's it, it was for folks who are used to what the Red Sox represent. It's one of the more more or more historical teams. 
uh, it was a bit of a jolt to see, you know, baby blue and yellow out there. Oh, I completely agree with you. I luck. I really liked him, but at no point did I did not feel like someone was throwing a cold glass of ice water in my face every time I did, because it was just that. It was just jarring. You're like, oh my yeah. god, what's happening? That's not the Red Sox. But these Southside jerseys, man, I want them to keep this in the rotation, especially if not yeah. the jerseys, those hats, those, that that chai hat, man. Oh my, it's the coolest hat in baseball. I dig it. I love what this team is doing, um, with the exception of the Larusa Lounge and all the other ridiculous controversies that honestly are just distractions for how good right this right team is right no there, there's no doubt about it that team is as we said is going to be one there uh, at the end all right third listen this team it, it, you at this point you got to say they they are, are starting to look for real at the very least and that's the san francisco giants mm-hmm. um they bounced they they showed me something over the past weekend i mean they went los angeles went up to san francisco and swept them they came right back and took three or four in Los Angeles. So, um, and they're doing it with the old school pitching and defense. They score just enough uh, to to win ball games, but they're mainly doing it with their pitching and and their defense. And this is this is a team that reminds me of uh, it reminds me of basketball a little bit. Like they play matchups immediately. Like they're not trying to get to the six and hand it off the bullpen. If you make a pitch and change in the fourth and it goes against what, you know, lefty on lefty, righty, they will switch up their entire lineup to, <laughs> to match up and they're having success doing it. So I, I got the San Francisco Giants. Gabe Kapler has done a terrific job. Some of the old heads, quote unquote, old heads are the ones really pulling the cart right now in terms of the offense. Buster Posey's having a terrific year. Evan Longoria's having a terrific year. Uh, Crawford's having a terrific year. Shoot, he might end up being one of the better shortstops at the end of the season when it's all said and done come free agency. So this Giants team is for real. I got them at three. Completely agree with you on the Giants. What a team. What a year so far. A team that everyone slept on two years in a row. And I tried to warn people, do not sleep on this team. They are scrappy, young, and dynamic. And look through that team. Those are a bunch of ball players that are have been guys that have been labeled 4A guys. Look at Alex Dickerson, yep. a guy that is someone that was kind of written off by San Diego, a little bit written off by Pittsburgh. And once he's healthy, you see what that guy can bring to a ball club. Mauricio Dubon is a young ball player, but you can tell that he's dynamic. He's just another one of those uh, Boston kids out of uh, Benatendi, Mankata, and Dubon. He's the third and youngest of those three to come out of Boston. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the table over these next couple of years. But like you said, Brandon Crawford, if Chris Bryant wasn't in the league, Brandon Crawford is a shoe-in for comeback player of the year. Probably one of the top three best shortstops in the game right now at the age of 34. Man, I couldn't be happier for Crawford. He's just going to mess around and get himself another four-year deal out of this. I, I really like the Giants. I really dig them. I think they are a very scrappy and fun ball club. And quite frankly, the National League West is the most fun baseball to watch period. It's just not even close. It's amazing what we're getting out of what three teams over there. But unfortunately, San Francisco Giants, not my number three. Even though they are currently in first place in the National League West, they didn't crack my top five. They were my number six. That's Mm. why this list is controversial. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dodgers are still in the top five for me. They're number three to me. I know they dropped uh, that series to San Francisco after sweeping them. 
but the Dodgers, with the exception of that 10-game run where they were completely hurt and lost, what, 10 of 11? You take that out of there, this team is up in this division by 10 games. That's how good that team is, that they played their AAA team for two weeks, and they're still at the top of baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers, you know, are just going to start steamrolling teams, and I think June is when it really begins. Yeah, listen, I... I I can't be mad at anywhere the Dodgers go anywhere one to five because they are that talented. They're that deep. And the fact that they've been able to stay not just afloat, but really get back into this this race because after those 10 of 11 they lost, they were fading and it was early. So we all knew it was going to end up like this anyway. And they're just showing off that depth that they have. Uh, number two for me is uh, the San Diego Padres. Uh, I think this team is very similar to the Dodgers in a lot of ways, and their season has gone. Uh, they were a month ago, a little over about a month and a half ago, they were 10 and 10, and everybody was freaking out. Um, and now you look up, they have the best record in baseball. Um, and the thing that I, oh, well, no, they don't have the best, best record no, in baseball don't. now. The Giants have the best record in baseball. Actually, uh, they just got the best record, I believe, in the National League. National League, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because um, I believe we both have the same number one. Yeah, I think it's right. The Tampa, Tampa has uh, has the best record in, in baseball, right? Just quietly winning more than anyone else, like always. Padres are at a very similar boat to the Dodgers to me because they haven't been healthy all season long. They got hit with a, 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 about a ten day COVID issue for five of the three, four of the five were guys who can, are constants in the lineup, so they missed some games. Uh, yet they they still sit right there. Uh, half a game out of first place in, in the National League West. And we could see these three teams toggling all season long. The Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres could go back and forth like this throughout the entire course of the season. That's how top-heavy and good this these three teams are in the, in the National League West. But uh, I like the Padres. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. probably right now is second in an MVP race. We'll get to who we both think probably is number one at this point. It's hard to kind of deny it. But, yeah, I got the Padres at number two, Cody. Yep, I, I agree with you on that. Padres are currently number two with me. Most fun team in baseball to watch. They just are. Um, I, Fernando Tatis Jr., my goodness. I mean, if you, you've seen it. If he stays healthy, this guy's a perennial MVP, top three period, all yeah. game said and match. That's it. Yeah. He's that good. That home run he hit yesterday in Chicago. By the Ridiculous. way, I, in Chicago yesterday, if you watched that game between the Padres and the Chicago Cubs, it, you would assume that they went back to last year's baseballs, the way the balls were leaving this yard. <laughs> it was, yeah, it, it was, was straight golf balls. It was nuts. It was just get the ball. I, I, as soon as you, you know, you get that, that view where you can see the flags in center field. And as soon as I saw those flags, I was like, it's, Please keep the ball down because if you don't, this is going to turn into basically last year's baseball because the ball was flying out of that place. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a 450-foot opposite field home run yesterday. <laughs> That's how far yeah. the ball was traveling over there in the north side. It was unbelievable, not to mention the two absolute mammos by uh, Baez. What a, Baez what, a fun, yeah. what a fun game that was to watch. But, yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr., is it's just one of those guys that, you know, there's only so many people in baseball that you watch a game. And you see them do something spectacular or special every single game. And there aren't many people that can do that. Fernando Tatis Jr. is doing it twice a game now. Yesterday, that opposite field home run, that incredible base running where he avoided the tag by uh, Sogard. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. just what this guy brings to a, a game 
is just an energy that you do not see anywhere. You just don't. Uh, even, even the greats that I say are the guys that are the best in baseball, the Trouts, the Mookie Betts is out of the world. They are nowhere near as exciting as this kid is. To watch his, his instincts are off the chart. It, it, it is, it, and it shows up in ways that maybe kind of go by the by the wayside. Like he beat the first ball he got to uh, he got on base was an error by Bias, and he almost like read the short hop as he was running the first base, and as Bryant missed the kind of pick play, he was already like rounding first, heading to second as the ball was hitting his glove. That's and I and I thought to myself, I was like, because the ball didn't trickle away that that far, but when Bryant got to it, he had no shot to get him at second. And I'm thinking to myself, his instincts had just or or have to be just like off the chart for him to understand. Okay, I'm gonna make this turn here because he's not gonna catch this ball right, <laughs> and I'm gonna be on second base. But you're right, he he does something every game that that I've watched, and I've watched every one of them this year. Uh, that it, it is mind blowing to me. He does things that remember you remember when you were in the minor league, especially early on. You played with a lot of young, talented guys, but they didn't have any baseball savvy yet. They had to learn right. all of it, and right. they're you know they're t- they're stealing dumb bags. They're they're getting thrown <laughs> out and in, in, ex- in bad extension plays, just making dumb right. base running mistakes. Fernando Tatis Jr. does that three times a game, but he's safe every, every time. single time. <laughs> it's unbelievable, this guy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no. You're right. He's he's. This is why, if as you said, if he stays healthy, he's gonna. We're gonna be talking about him every year like this. Yeah, no question about it. Not to mention the Padres bullpen, their starting staff. This is a team that's just going to win a ton of baseball games. And honestly, the only thing that the downside for them is that they're in the National League West with the Dodgers and Giants. That's the only problem. There's just a lot more parity in that division than I think we were really expecting. No one, no one was really expecting the Giants to be toe to toe with both of these teams. Yeah, and their pitching has kept them in it. All right, so, I mean, it's pretty obvious. We both have Tampa at number one, and I just, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Like, they can make moves uh, every offseason that you would think make them a team that's not as good, uh, but clearly they've created somewhat of a machine now where they are just running guys through and they get just enough from everybody that makes them a very, very dangerous team. Take a player like Brett Phillips as a great example. A good utility player, a guy who was a high prospect but never quite achieved that star status that I think that the Brewers expected him to do and possibly right. even the Royals expected him to do. And you take a player like that and you put him on Tampa and he plays a role and he plays an incredible role to the point where we finally found what Brett Phillips is amazing at and he's amazing at affecting a ball game the way he is doing with Tampa. This team has so many different ways to beat you and yeah. they do it quietly. They don't do it all that flashy. They don't make any noise. They're over in Tampa. Everyone forgets they even exist. In fact, they're not even playing in Tampa. They play in St. Pete and the people of Tampa don't even know that. Like that's how under the radar the Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> constantly are. I do think they'll ever get rid of the devil race stench that is in their past. No, <laughs> I, I almost, I almost slip and say it every time I say race. It's, it's like, I have to have a quick thought. Don't say devil, just say race. 
And then, you know, I, I, I end up getting it right. But you're right, I don't think they'll get rid of that stench. I really don't. I, I feel like the only way the Rays will ever be recognized by Major League Baseball and their fans, no matter how many World Series they go to, is if when they finally move and become the Montreal Expos again. That's really the only way I feel like they're going to get some actual love from fans because they really are fun to watch. They're an interesting team. Uh, we've seen in the past how their, you know, their management of gameplay has hurt them in the playoffs, but right. for a full season, it's, it's not unlike Moneyball when people were always saying, you know, Moneyball was designed to get you to the playoffs. When you get to the playoffs, it's not exactly designed to win the world series. That was always kind of the problem with the Moneyball system. And I feel like that's been a problem with the Rays. However, you can't deny it. it's not one of the best teams in baseball every single year. So I'm really excited to see what the Rays are going to do. I, I hope they go deep in the playoffs. And quite frankly, I hope they get some fan support, man. I went to the Trop about a month ago, and it is awful. It was like watching a baseball game in a minor league hockey stadium. It was a weird experience. Yeah, no, that ship has sailed in terms of them getting fan support. It's not going to happen in in, in, in St. Pete. It's definitely not. <laughs> and it's not going to happen in Tampa either. So, uh I, I don't know what they do with that whole situation. They got to figure out something. This is a team that has it going right now. And there's no guarantee that this machine doesn't break at some point. But uh, as of right now, as of really the last five five years, it hasn't really broke. It's been pretty pretty sturdy. And you're right. This They are designed to get through the regular season and do it in a way that keeps everybody fresh. It keeps everybody uh, relatively healthy. And um, the question is, once you get to the playoffs, can you win the bigger games? And that has yet to happen for Tampa, but certainly, um, it's a, it, it, it's certainly something that we all should be paying attention to in, in teams who, especially teams in the smaller markets. Listen, if this is going to guarantee you to be competitive, maybe you, this is one you should copycat. I don't know if you have the, uh, the type of evaluators, if you can find them, but Certainly seems like something uh, small market teams would want to do. Yeah, especially that one. I mean, it, you have no choice but to be creative. And like you actually said when you first brought up the Tampa Bay Rays, and we've discussed this before, anytime you trade with the Tampa Bay Rays, double check that trade because somehow they're winning the trade. It might look like you're winning the trade, but the Rays always win their trades. It's incredible how they're able to do it. Every time I – even the Padres trade. Yeah, the Padres got Snell. Incredible job by the Padres. They got a superstar starting pitcher, a guy they truly did need, but they gave up a lot for him, and I mean a lot. So I'm really excited to see the Rays are just going to be competitive for the next decade thanks to the San Diego Padres. Yeah, that's that's the thing, though. when you, The Rays are always in a – in a power position because their needs are generally of the young variety where you got to kind of forecast what guys are going to do. And the teams that they trade with, they have like right now needs. Padres had a right now need for pitching and they went out and they made a deal. And so in the long term, it's going to, it could look like the, the Rays in this particular case, one would Snell, but in the short term, if Snell can actually get it going, uh, it serves its purpose. And I think that's, that's why Tampa that's why Tampa is always going to win out on trades because you'll look two or three years down the line. At least that's how it's looked for some of these other trades. And now the guys that, you know, were the prospect in the trade are all of a sudden big leaguers and they're playing well and they're contributing on a really good team. So um it, it, they they've got they've got the market cornered in terms of of trades, uh and, and how they and how they end up on the winning side most of the time. Now I mentioned uh, MVP, 
Yeah. And both of us are, are huge fans of Fernando Tatis Jr. And both of us really feel some type of way about pitchers winning MVPs. However, normally I'm 100% against it. I do not understand a player that plays once a week affecting a team that much to the point where you give them the MVP of the league. Yes, a thousand percent agree. I I was teammates with Clayton Kershaw. He was one of the best teammates I have. And I disagreed with him winning the MVP because he's a starting pitcher. Now, that being said, Jacob deGrom should be the MVP as of right now. Jacob DeGrom should be the MVP of both leagues. (laughs) I mean, what he's doing right now, the way he's doing it, with the flair that he's doing it with, kind of puts him into this conversation. The Mets currently have won five games in a row. They just got Polar Bear back. You just got DeGrom back after that side stiffness. DeGrom is unhittable. There is nobody in baseball that can hit him. (laughs) It's absurd what Jacob deGrom can do. Not only that, Jacob deGrom, in the few mistakes that he made, he's given up a total of seven runs this season. Not all of them earned. Jacob deGrom also has seven RBIs this season. So Jacob deGrom has has accumulated himself a total of zero runs in baseball. He's canceled out every run he's given up. This guy is the most unbelievable thing that's ever walked the earth, let alone baseball. Jacob deGrom, give, make up a new award for him. I don't care. Name a team after him. Name a city after him. <laughs> this guy is unreal. I don't want to fa- – I, I think I faced him in AAA, I think. I don't know. Probably went terrible for me. Don't No one tell me. I have a home run off Syndergaard and Mats. I'm going to let that just r- ring in my head for the rest of my life, and I'll just assume that Jacob deGrom caved me 19 times. I faced Jacob DeGrom before he knew he was Jacob DeGrom, like at the big, before he really knew what he could do with a baseball and how he could turn up from, because at the time I faced him, he was like 93, 94, good slider as he does now. Uh, but that's that's changed. <laughs> this dude is, he, he's, he seems like a robot. He's rocking a 0.71 ERA, people. Just think about that for a second. He's a starting pitcher. He's not a reliever. He's got fifty-one. In, he got fifty-one innings right now. He's four and two. He's actually getting some wins this year. You know, he, he he's on pace to smash his win-loss records over the last couple of years. At this point, it's unreal. Uh, it's, it's unreal. The team is and the team is not hitting to their capability yet. The team is the team is broken right now. They are beat up. You mentioned they just got Polar Bear back and. And for those who don't know, Pete Alonzo, uh, this team at one point had like seven of nine of the opening day starters offensively not in the lineup. They were batting Villar fourth a week ago. <laughs> like that's how beat up this team was. I love Villar. He's a very good player, but I wouldn't bat him fourth on my little league team, let alone the Mets. It's, it's, it is, it is, it has been something all of a sudden. And we started this conversation talking about Jacob DeGrom, and that's what the conversation is really surrounding. I mean, his numbers are are just ridiculous right now. And if you just watch him, it doesn't look like this is slowing down. No, it doesn't. It looks like no. it's picking up speed. 
He is, I, I've just never seen anything like this. And not only that, if you go on Twitter any day that he's starting, you would look up and down your Twitter feed and it's like a holiday. It's Jacob deGrom day. It's all anybody's <laughs> talking about. Yesterday, Tori Lavulo, the manager of the Diamondbacks, who by the way is an incredibly good manager, said before the game, yeah, I tried to talk to him as he walked in, just anything to get him off his uh, game. I even thought about picking a fight with him. Just anything to ruin his routine. Probably wouldn't have mattered and Tori Lavulo would probably gotten beaten up somehow. I just, I, I don't know. This guy, there's no way to beat him. You just can't beat him. He has two losses, and it was simply because he had, there was no one in the field that was alive those two games. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's talking about pitching into his 40s, just so everybody knows. Like, he, and like he's like dead. He's, he's dead serious about it, too. So, I don't know. Right now, uh, uh, June 1st, Jacob DeGrom is the MVP. And, you know, it, it pains me as a position, former position player to say this, but. He's been that good, man. I mean, look at him. He's also been a better hitter than both of us ever were, too. I mean, that's <laughs> like that's how good he is. It's not All even facts. fair. All facts. I mean, it is it is it is something it is something to have, to have watched for sure. Um, I think that's all we got, guys. What you got? Well, you know, you did mention the power rankings. There is one team that we actually discussed last time uh, we were hosting the show together, and that's the Brewers. You always talk about the Brewers being a a playoff team, and I agree with you, especially if they're healthy. They've won five in a row, not to mention the Mets have won five in a row, and the Mariners have even figured out how to win a couple of games. They've won five in a row. Yeah, so Jacob DeGrom's a guy, right? But in terms of what we got in terms of the hottest teams in baseball right now, we talked about the Brew Crew last week. They've all of a sudden, they've won five uh, straight. Uh, we talked, the Mariners have found a way to win five straight. You mentioned the Cubs. They're playing some good baseball. Uh, there's a few teams. The Mets, they've won five in a row. Giants are on the roll. We already talked about the Rays. There's some uh, some teams that we didn't think, uh, or at least we thought would be playoff teams, but they were kind of hovering there, and all of a sudden they're starting to turn around, especially the Brewers and Mets. Yeah, and you know, there's also teams that we're not even mentioned. We talk about the power rankings, and there's some other teams that are right in the mix. The A's, for instance, they're they're absolutely crushing it this year, and we haven't even mentioned them one time. I don't even think in weeks. Uh, that's just how good they are over there. And, the, you know, the American League East uh, West, I mean, is a little down this year, but I really think the A's can go deep into playoffs. I'd like to see them go deep into playoffs for once, just one time see them in an ALCS, just to say that they did it. Um, but <laughs> on top of that, yeah, the Brewers are a team that uh, very, very much intrigues me. You know you know what you're going to get out of that starting staff. You know what you're going to get out of that team, provided they're healthy. Uh, Yelich just came back. Of course, it's probably going to take him a little time to get back to normal, full Yelich form, but I think this is a team that can just sneakily get back into the playoffs and really cause havoc in October. They're, they're the team that, honestly, of any team that is not in the top bracket of their division, they're the team that worries me the most. Yeah, no, you're right. I think another team, if they can get their bullpen together that we haven't talked about is the Astros. I just watched the Padres in three games set against them. That offense is as good as any offense right now, uh, but their bullpen has has been hurt, and they've also gave up some runs. Uh, we saw the big comeback from the Padres on, uh, I believe that was Saturday against them. Um, that's a team that I think if they can get that part solved, um, they they would be a team that you gotta you gotta deal with. Um, Boston seems to, uh, as much as I don't believe they're real. I mean, they're still eleven games over five hundred right now and playing oh, yeah. some decent playing some decent ball and. Uh, they're still on the outside chance. They're going to get sell back at some point this season that he can come in and, and, and actually be a boost to this team uh, as they go forward. 
Well, here's the question for you. By June 30th, do you think we're going to have a different division leader at the end of this month? Maybe the White Sox, but other than that, no. See, I am really thinking the Cardinals are going to start their run this month. I think the NL NL Central is going to be dominated by St. Louis, and I think they're just going to get going in June. What, what makes you What makes you think that? I think I don't know. I just I think I just feel like the Cubs have been a Cinderella story these last few weeks, and I don't see them being able to maintain it. Their yeah. bullpen has been that unbelievable for them to get to the point where they're now at first place by one game. It's taken their bullpen to give up no runs for nearly 40 innings. And I just don't think that's sustainable. Yeah. And you may be right. The Cardinals are the team that could run away with that division. But I I, I believe strongly the Brewers are going to be in this uh, for the long haul. Their bullpen is, is legit. You talked about their starters. They got two horses, which is going to keep you in ball games. The question is, can they hit? Can they get going offensively? If they can't. And by the way, Milwaukee is a terrific ballpark to hit in. If they can, um, I think they can. I think they will be right there with the Cardinals when it's all said and done. Now, I could be dead wrong, but we'll we'll see. No, I think the Brewers are going to be a team that's going to be just a nuisance all year, and I do think they have a chance to really be a playoff team. But I think they're going to steal one of those wild card spots, and I really think that when they play another wild card team, that team's in for a serious fight. But the thing that you said that only worries me about the Brewers really taking over that division is you said they got the two horses as starters. I look at the other teams that we've been talking about in these power rankings, the Dodgers, the Padres. Each one of those have five horses where – it's just I don't know if they can match up with a team like L.A. or San Diego right now. Uh, yeah, no, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I don't think they're in the same class as those teams we talked about. But I don't think the Cardinals are in that class either. I know they got Wayne Wright. You got my man uh, Jack Flaherty at the top. But after that, it gets a little loose. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and it, that's very much comparable to me, at least at this point, Um to the to the brewers they got the two horses at the top and then it's like what happens next so uh, well if nothing else it's going to be an exciting time in the national league central i really do i think it's an interesting time especially with the cubs being in the position that they're in it's an exciting time to watch baseball it really is there is so much more parody in baseball right now than anyone remotely expected and i think it's just going to be dog fights from here on out yeah, I think that's the surprise for for a lot of people. I think we thought the National League was going to be stronger than it had ever been, and American League would have a drop off. It turns out, it's as you said, the parody has made this a a really fun and exciting season uh, to check out. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside my co-host Cody Decker. Remember, you can follow me at at Tony Gwynn Jr. He's at Decker Six and at Antihero Baseball. Uh, you can now follow the show as well on uh, at RDC underscore BTB. That's Big Time Baseball. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review Big Time Baseball wherever you get your podcast from. Till next week, we'll check you later. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. 
Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.